Talk the, the Thrones. Thrones. The Ringer's instant reaction show for all things Ice and Fire is back. Now as a pod. To cover the new Game of Thrones spinoff, House of the Dragon. Every Sunday night, the Ringerverse, Chris Ryan, that's me. Joanna Robinson. And I, Mallory Rubin, will be breaking down the latest episode. Sharing our thoughts on all the schemes and plots. Uh, schemes and plots are the same thing. Dragons. And incest. Hey, it's a Game of Thrones show. So boot up your favorite podcast player and head to the Dragon Pit. Because fire and pods will rain. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Welcome to It Was All a Stream, the Ringer streaming reality podcast. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm here today with the star selling the OC, Alex Hall. Alex, welcome. How are you? (laughs) I think so. That's that. Well, you know, do you watch a lot of reality TV? I do not watch any reality TV. I mean, I watch like the Housewives and stuff, so I get glimpses of it, but yeah. Because we have been discussing if you are the Lauren Conrad or the Kristen Cavallari of this show. And so I used to watch that show. I was obsessed with Laguna Beach growing up. Got it. Is that why you moved to Orange County? You would think, I mean, everyone that was in my small town thought that that's why they're like, oh my God, you're going to Laguna Beach. You're going to be famous. And fast forward 15 years and it's kind of all like coming to fruition, but that's not why we moved. We moved just for a better, a better life. Our family wanted a better life for us and we got one. What town did you move from in California? Uh, Merced, a small little oh. farm town in, in central California. Yeah. I've driven through it. That's cool. Props yeah. to the time. <laughs> so are you Kristen or are you Lauren in your own opinion? So here's what I will say. I don't remember a lot about the show, but I do know that I would, and it's hard to say, cause I don't remember the drama, but I do even like following her now and her journey and how she is just on social media and her presence. I do align more with her. Like I'm not a Kristen. Yeah. Like I'm not, I don't know if she, if there was even such a thing as like a villain back then, or I don't know, but I do know that there was like a divide between like the Lauren and the Kristen, but I, I do like, I'm outspoken. I'm opinionated. I don't take shit. And I think Lauren, I don't remember really Lauren's role that much, but I know that she was, I think a little bit more soft-spoken and yes, she, she was made out to be more of like the kind of like, I would say like damsel in distress a little bit. She was a little, she was pining for Steven, whereas Kristen was dating Steven. And Kristen was definitely more of like the party girl. And Lauren was more of like the girl's girl. 
I'm just kind of a, I'm just like both. Like I feel like mm. on the show. That's what we said too, Alex. So glad you agree. <laughs> on the show, it's funny because I'm getting so much heat because of like in the first four episodes, we loved you. And then the last, you were horrible. And I was like, but I'm a dynamic person. Like, of course there's some things that are taken out of context. Of course, like when you start to see my side, that is more, you know, a little bit more aggressive, if you will. Um, but if, in the first four episodes, like you can't just erase that, that I'm not the person who loves to host and, and I'm sweet and I'm kind and I'm giving and I'm nurturing and I'm supportive and all of those. Like, just because I am the other side of my personality is a little bit more strong. doesn't mean that I don't also have a soft side as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've brought up a lot of things that I want to dig into. First, the show really takes a turn in episode five, which is when you have the zinc lunch outside in the alley next to the Oppenheim group. And it comes out that Kayla tried to make out with Tyler and said, nobody needs to know, which in my opinion is the real crime that nobody needs to know aspect of it. Mm-hmm. So when you were, first of all, was that really the first you'd heard of it in that scene? No. Okay. Interesting. What had you heard before that? I had just, um, I had heard that Tyler was uncomfortable and didn't want, and, and a couple, there was other people in the office that had been telling me things and, um, and I'm like, that didn't happen. There's no way, there's no way. And obviously there's a lot of times there's alcohol involved. And so I was like, mm. of course, and it's like this, uh, this fishtail almost like, what's the, what's the real story. And so I'm very, very, um, much so a person that I have to almost see it to believe it, or I have to experience it myself to learn from something. So, and then there was a, a moment where I, I saw something with my own eyes, not that in particular, but something else. And so I was like, okay, mm-hmm. everything else kind of makes sense now. Got it. Interesting. And so were you surprised when you watched the show back that that storyline really dominated the back half of the show? I was mortified that that was getting brought out on, um, the show to product, like when we were filming and I, I really, really had a strong opinion about it before we were going in. And also, you know, being a, a mom myself and like Kayla, I was just thinking like, this is not like, okay, it happened, but do we really want, like, I didn't want her. I mean, as much as heat as I'll take for whatever you guys, the way people perceive me, I wouldn't want that for my worst enemy. You know, that's something yeah. that's private and I'm not, saying what you did was right. But I think that that stuff doesn't need to be on this global platform and be discussed and for people to, to do that. So it got brought out and, you know, that was Tyler, Tyler's decision or whoever's decision that it was. And at that point it has to be discussed. Like it's going to be a topic. And I didn't even know, I mean, if it was going to, cause I didn't, I said, that looks really bad for the, for the brokerage, for the brand, for her. Like this is, like, this isn't a reality. Like, that's weird. And, and the producers just always say, like, we're going to deal with the cards that we're de- dealt and we'll see at the end, like, what actually gets aired. Like, if this is right. gone, we have to film it. And I'm like, right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, seeing that, co- I was just shocked. I was like, I can't believe this is a storyline. I didn't see it coming. I was like, this is so real. I was just really, like, kind of, like, blown away by it. Um, I don't want to make you speak on behalf of other people, but I'm curious, like among your friends, work friends and otherwise, like what's the reaction been to this being the storyline or a storyline? Well, I can only speak from how I've, what Mm -hmm. I've experienced since the show has come out. And it's, it's, I feel like I'm almost living in the twilight zone because I'm thinking to myself, how am I getting heat for like a nosy and 
cuddling or whatever on the beach and Polly sitting on his lap when we're not the I'm like, are you guys not watching the same show that I'm I <laughs> like, I'm confused. But but then again, I don't know what Kayla's dealing with either. And I don't know what they're saying to her. There's gonna be trolls no matter what. And so I don't um Yeah. It's just true. a very bizarre, this whole thing is very new to all of us. Um just being on the show and having, you know, the social media platform and all of these people coming out and being having their opinions based on, you know, three or four months of filming consol- you know, consolidated into eight 30 minute shows. Like it's come on, you guys, like they, there was so much more that went on that you guys don't see. They actually like took out a, a lot of the drama, to be honest. So interesting. Yeah. So you've said that in a few interviews. I I'm sorry if this is repetitive for you. I, I you know, re- I researched you, Alex. What can I say? Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> um, what was not shown that you were shocked by both like just generally and also to give context to your relationship with Rose and Jarvis. Okay, so that's like the huge gap that's missing. I feel like we just went straight to episode one where if you listen closely, you hear me say to my other colleagues, you know, I'm the only one that ever gives them the benefit of the doubt. And I'm the only one that's ever had anything nice to say about them. But you never hear me actually saying anything nice about them or you never mm-hmm. hear me giving them the benefit of the doubt when everybody else has their opinions. Um, and why people in the office have the feelings that they do towards them. Nobody ever talks. I mean, we talked about it during filming, but it's, it's left out for whatever reason production felt the need to leave that out. I don't know. I'm not in production, but there's so much more to that story. Um, and maybe you guys will see it on season two. I don't know. Um, but I feel like I I was one of the last people to even join the Oppenheim group. Everyone, I think I was actually the last person to join. So when I came in, everybody had kind of already made up their minds about certain people or had their opinions. And I was like, nope, I don't like, I just want to make up my own mind. Like, let me, I got to touch the fire to know that it's hot. Right. And so throughout record, throughout filming and working, I did develop my own opinions towards certain people. And it's just not, it's not shown, but I do strongly, strongly believe that you know, the truth will, will come out and in, you know, God willing, we get more seasons and you guys will be able to divulge a little bit deeper into that, that backstory. Mm-hmm. How come you can't say what happened? Well, because it's not just, I mean, you see how they are in t- a huge part mm-hmm. of it is just the way that they, they, or not even they, I mean, Jarvis is to me so much more unbearable than, I agree. than Rose even is. She's just such an elitist and she's such the way she speaks, whether she means it or not. I mean, I know that I can speak and people can take my, my tonality the wrong way, but I know that and I own it. And so I've, that, that is what it is. And some people don't like me either, but personally me, I, it's, it, she just comes across as very, very condescending. And she's also done things to my friends in the office. Mm. That I know for a fact she has done. And it's not okay with me. Like I'm going to support my friends also. And when I can see it with my own eyes, the behavior that's taking place, whether the audience sees it or not, I'm, you know, that sometimes you got to pick a side, unfortunately. It's true. I think that's also the basis of reality TV is choosing a side. So it's fine. It's good for people to have strong opinions. I feel like that's a good sign for your season two hopes. Um, How did you come to the Oppenheim group? So Jason, like, as you guys see in the show, he it took over this very, very like nostalgic, huge building right in the fricking middle of Newport beach in a small town called Corona Del Mar. And, um, I mean, he literally came in with a bank. It's like the biggest, most ridiculous real estate office because Corona Del Mar, it's Newport. Everything's tiny. Cause it's so expensive. Right. And he came in, he's like this huge <laughs> building right in the middle. 
And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. That's interesting. And, um, I was working at a different brokerage, a very well-known brokerage at the, at the time. And he was getting, um, from the other agencies in, in our town, he was kind of getting a lot of heat, a lot of slack Mm. because it's competition in, in, in the real world. And then when we really sell houses, they think, oh, that's just a show like, you know, and all of the heat that it was taking, I was like, Hmm, that's, that's interesting. Like, let me, let me sniff that one out, you know? And so when I met Jason, I talked to him on the phone and I was in a really, really good place in my career. And he was like, you got to meet him. Sorry to interrupt. I met him through, um, I don't even remember actually who I met him through. I just remember somebody giving me his number and I'm like, you got to call Jay. You got to call Jay. And then I spoke to Mary and he's like, you got to call Mary and you got to call Gio. He actually put me in touch with Gio because Gio had already worked there. Um, and it was just really positive feedback. So, um, you know, and then obviously the show. And so it was just, yeah, snowball effect. Gotcha. And so when you joined the Oppenheim group, did you know that they were signed up to do this show already or was well, it, it already produ- talks to production? Yeah. Got it. Into production. Yes. Oh, interesting. Okay. A lot of the other, like when Gio joined and Polly joined, they had no idea that they were going to start a show. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't think they were going to start a show either. But if, obviously, once I talked to Jason, yeah, I knew that they... I had already talked to production. They had they had already kind of interviewed and stuff like that. Oh, interesting. Did someone scout you or like were you recommended by a friend? I plead the fifth. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Noted. Um, and how does like... I was reading about how Jason talks about how he's like involved in all of his sales. And that's like one of the things that cha- that's differentiates Oppenheim Group. Is that true? Like, what is true about working at the Oppenheim Group versus what we saw on TV? Because I'll just say, I interviewed Kate Gallivan because I also cover The Bachelor. And oh, so she, Kate! <laughs> I did too. She was great. Um, and so she already so dispelled... She already just... She's, yeah, she has, like, awesome personality. I don't know why she um, didn't go further on the show. Probably because she's too normal. Um, anyway, <laughs> she dispelled some myths just about, like, going to the office and, and everything like that. And so, you know, of course, understanding there's an aspect of TV, so you all have to, like, get together. But what's it actually like to work there and what does differentiate the Oppenheim Group? I'm like, this is like a, become, like, a real estate podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, it, it only from my own experience. I mean, a lot of people, like, Kate, I feel like they've only ever worked there, you know? So I, I maybe she hasn't, I don't know. So for me my normal job in real estate, there's not, we're not doing lavish dinners out with our entire office and our broker. And we're not going on yachts and we're not, we don't have as much of the outside life as we do with, with, with Jason and Brett at the Oppenheim group. Obviously there's also, you know, a huge demographic of people. Like we just have, so there is such a, there's a global exposure. Like the company I was working with before we had global exposure but in a totally different way. Like the show gives us global exposure from the show. And so yeah, our, of course that does bleed into business and it gives us, you know, I think it gives us credibility. Like they're seeing, you know, we're in so many people's living rooms, seeing these multi-million dollar listings and you know, how we operate business. And I mean, for me, if people think I'm a bully or whatever, I mean, I'm a, I'm a businesswoman and I didn't get to where I am in my career with two kids and being a single mom by being, you know, quiet and, you know, a pushover. So take it as you will. I think I'm a very strong businesswoman and I, I'm proud to show that on the show. Yeah. As you should be. Um, so the show's been out for a week. How many new people have reached out to you about, about listening to Let me just say it feels like it's been out for like six freaking months because <laughs> it's been crazy. I mean, the following, the, the, 
nasty comments, the positive comments. It's been an emotional roller coaster for sure. I hope you have a good therapist. I mean, I, I just was for- talking to somebody about that 10 minutes ago. Yes. I I've always had a very good therapist. Um, and it's just even a lot, like this is such a unique niche in the world. Like, yeah, it, it's just, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, I can only imagine. So like what else has changed for you in the last week? Like, you go from just being like Alex selling real estate to, you know, on television in like 90 countries or something like that. So, you know, what's changed so far? I think it's even more than 90. It's a hundred and it's something ridiculous, like outlandish. Um, I mean, the only thing that, I mean, most of the change has been like my mental state, like normally like I'm a pretty stable grounded person, but it's been a lot of stress, overwhelming, obviously. Um, and you know, when I go, when I go out, I mean, I've been, normally I go out and I have no makeup on and I look like I've been just like ran over by a, you know, pack of elephants, but <laughs> so nobody really knows. Like even my son yesterday, he's like, I don't, we went to in and out and we're like eating outside. And he's like, I don't think anybody recognizes you, mommy. I was like, that's a good thing. <laughs> like, I don't want anybody <laughs> to recognize me. So a couple of times, you know, people have come up to me, like at local restaurants where I go and they say, you know, this is going to be really weird if you're not, but are you Alex Hall? And it's just weird that they use my first and last name because yeah, that's how now I feel like the audience portrays me. And it's weird because my whole life growing up and there wasn't 8,000 Alexandras in my school or in my group of friends. And I was always Alex Hall. Like it was never just Alex. It was always Alex Hall. So it's funny to see it now on, on the show. And also when people come up to me, it's Alex Hall, Alex Hall. It's just, it's weird. It's, it's <laughs> a real thing, but yeah. Um, I can't even imagine what that's like. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Ice Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Ice Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry ice tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. 
tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. You know, one thing I also read is that you didn't know that Rose and Jarvis were on the show. Was there anything else that you learned from watching it? You're like, holy shit, I didn't know that was going to happen. I mean, when I saw the show, I, you know, I'm thinking everything you see is me. And I do that. Yep. That's me. That's Alex. That's something I would say and do. And it's just the only surprise was how little they had to take out because like the whole scene with Gio, for example, when I'm, you know, going at him at the beach, it's because for the two weeks prior to that, he was poking me and poking me and poking me and trying to start drama out of nothing. Like trying to, you know, bait me. And I, and I was just at that point at the beach. And then he was going around telling, telling other, you know, colleagues, somebody snubbed my wife at, the um, opening party and he wouldn't say who it was. And I was like, there's no way it was me. You know, I was like, so to be honest and say it was one of the other Alexandras or whatever. And he was just being so coy about it all and slimy. And so it really pissed me off. And everybody's coming up to me saying like, Gio's saying that somebody's something and no one knows. And I'm thinking he's just trying to start drama. And so then when it came to fruition or came out that it was me, I was just, I was irritated. He's been trying to go at me. And so I was just kind of letting it be known. Like, don't, don't come at me. You don't mm-hmm. want to go there. Don't, don't start. And it was interesting for the show. And in my opinion, I didn't snub her. So that was, you know, I felt like somewhat of redemption. I wasn't going crazy, but then I don't know. Some viewers see it as I did snub her. So I don't know. Um, but to answer your question, the backstories to a lot of the things is what I was surprised by the most. The scene with Kayla, like, like where they show Kayla and I'm on the couch talking to Polly. It looks like I'm saying something behind her back. And I literally had that same exact conversation with Kayla 10 minutes prior to talking to Polly about it. So, you know, the audience is, you know, all uproared about that because I was talking behind her back, literally talking behind her back because she's here. I think you see me back here. And I'm like, okay, but you guys don't see that. I said the exact, whatever I say to you, you know, behind your, behind your back, I will always say it to your face. I'm not that kind of person. Mm-hmm. I, I respect that. Um, is that what Gio is actually like? Or was he doing that for the show? Gio is like, I mean, Gio is like that, but I've learned to kind of, yeah, you know, he, Gio's like that. I mean, we're, you know, and we give each other a lot of shit, but we can take it. He takes it. We're not, we're not enemies, you know? Um, he seems good at his job. I feel like it's easier to take it from someone who, who you respect. Right. And, and because, you know, there's two different, there's multiple different facets to Gio. Like, does he come across as a total tool? Yeah. But then when we all go out and we're hanging out, he's not, he's not a, he's not a total tool. There's different, in different environments, almost he's, he's different. So who do you hang out with the most outside of the show from the show? Um, probably, I mean, we've been so busy lately that we haven't really been getting together a lot. And when we all do get together, like when Jason coordinates something, he includes everybody. So we're all together, you know, everybody from the show and everybody from the office who's not on the show is usually there. But I would say, you know, Polly and Tyler and Austin and, you know, we've really bonded throughout this. And especially after it's come out, me and Polly and and Tyler, we've gotten a lot of backlash. And so we've kind of bonded even more over that and really leaned on each other for support. And, And Polly and I just get on so well because we're both just like, we just, I adore her. And I feel like, I mean, I can't speak for her, but I feel like she adores she likes me so, <laughs> so it's, it's always a good time when pop when i'm when i'm with her so it's easy it's easy to be friends with her i'll be honest i'm part of the tyler backlash i have to say if i were married to tyler and i watched the show 
I would not be too excited. I would be very, very frustrated. I totally get that. Are there pieces of Tyler that we're not seeing as well? I mean, of course there are. It's only 30 minutes, but you know, like what do you, what do you say to the to the Tyler doubters like me? There is there I think you'd have to stick around for God, hopefully we get a season two, honestly. Um I, I totally get what where you're coming from. And trust me, I've gone, I just like I went in on Kayla, I've gone in on Tyler. And I know, you know. At the end of the day, like everybody's going through a lot. Like people make mistakes. Kayla made a mistake. Tyler's made mistakes. I've made mistakes. And it's just, we're real people. You know, we've just got cameras in our faces and there's a yeah. lot of fear. And so you guys are, it's unwinding and unraveling in front of millions and millions of people. And I think if anybody steps back and really thinks about it, we've all made stupid decisions. And um, I will say that hopefully it unravels a little bit more on, um, okay. see if we get one. Okay. I'm a Zillow nut. I have been for a long time. Love real estate. So I tracked down almost every house I saw on the show. Um, the one house I couldn't find was Laguna Riviera, Riviera Laguna. Yeah. And the $105 million listing, 106. Huh? Was that a hotel initially? <laughs> no. <laughs> it looked like a resort, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but you can't find it on the internet. So it's actually like a very very, very prestigious, well-known staple in Laguna Beach. Like everybody, it's the only tennis court, whole tennis court in Laguna Beach. And you can literally see it like from PCH. So, um, and you drive by it all the time. And so it's always that like, oh, that's that house, but mm. uh, it's not actually on the market. It's actually a pot and off market listing. So Interesting. Um, not being, you know, exposed on the platform like Zillow, if you will. So that's probably why you didn't, did you actually see it on Zillow or no? No. And then I'm such a maniac that I went to Google Earth and I looked at the Laguna Beach coastline. I was like, I want to find this house. And I, I couldn't find it. And I'm very, I, yeah, I, I like thought that I saw it, but I wasn't completely sure. Well, I will say that that, that episode gave that property a lot of, you know, exposure, which is fantastic for an off-market property. And there is a very, very interested buyer for that property, which is, wow, which is crazy. So, um, Hopefully we, Interesting. you know, if we get a season two, we can get them rolling quickly <laughs> if something happens with that house. I've gotten so many questions about that property. It's gorgeous. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's also really unique. And and the, I mean, the the retractable roof is cool, but they're just like the view of the beach and being on the beach is so amazing. Stunning. That house is just stunning. Um, a few more rapid fire questions for you. Number one, did Jason get his sunglasses back from that house? Oh, oh God, no. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't even think the cameraman was, was, confident enough to like reach out like and show how far up that was because it was it's terrifying there's no way he would ever get those back there's just no way luckily he has two other pairs um if you were listing your home who which of your colleagues would you choose to be your your agent i've not gotten that question yet i can't (laughs) choose myself obviously Um, no jason okay (laughs) what if he's not available that's such a cop-out um, I would probably choose has to be somebody from the show or anybody in my office. Obviously it has to be somebody from the show from the show. Yes. I'd prefer that. I would probably choose. God, you know what? I have to say, I have to, I know she's one of the newest agents, but I would have to say Polly because I, I trust her the most. Okay. If I weren't picking you, I'd pick Gio. That's just my answer. He, se- he seems, Gio and I just legit. don't have the same. Polly is at like, she is a hard worker. She is a hustler like me. Not that Gio's not, but I think maybe that kind of like, 
I just know that Polly would be incredibly hands-on and like treat it like as if it was her own home and any little thing, like she would just cross all her T's and dot all her I's. I feel like I've never worked with Gio in that capacity, so I don't know, but I, I don't know. I just, Polly would be my choice. Okay, Polly. cool. It makes makes sense. Jason seems pretty good too. I want an agent who's not going to push me. Like, I'm just like, please listen to what I want and let's pursue that path. Absolutely. But also, but also has expertise. Um, sure. Who has the worst wardrobe of everyone on the show? Oh, the worst. <laughs> I don't want to say that. I don't want to okay. say that. <laughs> All right, fine. Fair enough. Who's the best? Who's someone in mind though, but I'm not going to say it. Okay. Well, I'll say the outfit that appalled me the most, and I've said this already, so it's like kind of piling on. But Jarvis's two-piece tweed, hot pink suit, like the like crop top jacket, was really not into. In general, I feel that tweed needs an apology from the agents of selling the OC. I like I, a public apology at that for yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Not, not wrong. Um, Let's bring tweed back to the glory that it deserves. <laughs> right. Exactly. I will say that. Um, yeah. It's, it's very interesting. I mean, I'm getting like <laughs> everybody, everybody's getting slack. I mean, I'm getting slack for some of my outfits. Polly's getting slack. Every, everybody. There's just, yeah. I loved when Polly was, um, try, was showing the, uh, fixer on, uh, I oh, liked her Rosie, I liked her Rosie the Riveter outfit, but right. I liked, I liked everything having to do with the fixer on Balboa Island. I think I mean, that, that might have been my fate. One of my favorite scenes from the entire season is when she's showing that property and like knowing Polly and who she is, I, w- I was crying laughing because she's just so funny. And like the shot the hole in the wall. And she's like, Oh, didn't know that was there. Like she just cracked me up. <laughs> the entire scene. Like it's so funny. Um, if you could pick one person from selling sunset to come to selling the OC, who would you pick to come and work with us? Yeah, sure. Um, just to enter your world. Probably. Well, I, I know I, I've spoken to Mary. I adore her. I think she'd be fantastic. But I also think Amanda is like hilarious and mm. super fun to be around as well. So probably like them as a pair, maybe. <laughs> Amanda would be great because then you wouldn't have to hire a stager. You'd have one as a colleague. So I you would, could work I mean, together. Absolutely. And staging, I mean, staging is one of my favorite things to do, but it's also like to like pick out the stuff, but it's also, it'd be fun to have somebody in-house that could do that for sure. Definitely. Well, maybe, maybe we can get you your own Amanza. Yeah, that would be great. Someone who's funny too. So you keep mentioning season two. So I assume you want to do the show again. Would you go on other reality shows? Like, are you like now willing to be like a public person out in the world just in general? I don't know about, I mean, that would depend because I don't really like what it would depend on what reality show and probably not, but I would be open to doing other shows, but not Mm -hmm. like reality, you know, if that makes sense. I mean, I guess I don't really know the whole skew of like what, what defines reality. Um, Sure. Is real estate your passion? I love, love, love selling real estate. Yes. Awesome. It's great to love what you do. Absolutely. Alex, thank you so much for joining me. It was really fun to talk to you. Wish you the best of luck. Don't read too many comments. And I don't even have a Twitter. Everyone's like, don't go on Twitter. I'm like, I wasn't planning on it, but thanks for letting me know that's really a shithole. Like, thank you. <laughs> it, it was before selling the OC, so it's not just you. It's just, it's it's a, a toxic sludge on that yeah. platform. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks so much and good luck with everything. Thank you.
This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.